Yo, in this episode, Erwin and I talk about conventions and whether or not it's a little bit too saturated. Because in a way, we kind of feel like there are so many cons for so many different niches and that, you know, at what point as a consumer, like, where does it get too overwhelming? Well, obviously, there's still an audience for every single one of them. And like the diehard fans are going to commit to the ones they're really going to go to. But yeah, so that's what, what Erwin and I talk about. Erwin thinks it's oversaturated, and I compare them to the current streaming services out right now. All right, enjoy the episode. Peace. What's up, everybody? This is episode 25 of the Difficult to Please podcast. Hey! <laughs> I forgot to the sequence, so I had to look it up. My shit was like 24 was the last numbered, and then our bonus was unnumbered. So we're like, oh, 25 instead of 26. Yo, that works. I can plug with that. Well, how's everything? It's all right. You know what I'm going through. I mean, a lot of writing. Vibes. Planning. Uh-huh. <laughs> No, I get the vibe. It's okay. It's all good. I mean, like I said, I'm throwing up San Francisco and Portland in the air. See which one I catch first. Probably Portland. It's definitely going to like <laughs> lean toward Portland. Well, if it's like only freelancing at San Francisco, I don't mind just flying there for like a week or something like that and just flying back. Let's go to um, me. Yeah. If anything, like you can just even, if it's really freelance for whatever, uh, publication or where you want to be at I'm, I'm pretty sure they'll work with you online like it's just not like hell yeah and like ab5 is really hard for california too so it's probably more beneficial for me to go to portland mm-hmm. and then be a freelancer over there it's true so do you know no, it's true the whole thing with ab5 right like you can't write more than like 32 articles and after that like you're going to be you can't that's not considered freelancing anymore so so what they say is 32 articles in a month no, 32 articles in a year. So 32, so that's like, what, like two, like, three articles so a just, month? Yeah, and then it's kind of whack. Let's say if you're like a weekly reviewer, like if you do Game of Thrones or something like that, and like you just do TV shows, Yeah, that's once a week. That's 52, and like that's not enough kind of thing, you know? <laughs> oh, I so see. Imagine, that. I, like, get if, like, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah, so that... That hurts a lot of free freelance journalists. That's why a lot of them are trying to uh, fight against um, yeah. AB5. Yeah, it's one of those un- unintended uh, consequences which of uh, the, the legislation. Because I know, like, for me, as, as a former uh, uh, Lyft driver, like, yeah, that would like that would have helped a lot if I was, like, an actual, like, employee. So, I, right. like, just the wages would, you know, would be more equal than... Uh, you know, like <laughs> me doing like 20 hours a week extra of trying to uh, do like $5 rides. <laughs> you yeah, know, like, no, that, that makes sense. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. yeah, but it just, it sucks that it hit journalists too. Like, yeah, it's it just like, like the whole like freelance industry or not freelance industry. Right? I, I understand like the unintended consequences of like... Uh, journalists and like uh like accountants too or it's just like it's un it's unfortunate 
It's unfortunate. You know, it's funny too. I was reading one of the congresswomen who uh, who basically started the bill, and she kind of called out Vox on that. It was it was super random. Uh huh. She's like, yeah, they're vultures. She's talking about SB Nation, how SB Nation let go like so many writers. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's that's kind of unfair, but all right, whatever. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Um, personally, I'm super glad that I got off of uh, SB Nation <laughs> and I was able to move to a different publication. So it it works, it helps, it helps. <laughs> I'm so I'm curious, what was your problem with uh, SB Nation? No, it's just like um, when I was writing for. Um, Mountain West Connection, um, the sports blog I used to write for, that, that was hosted by SB Nation. But then my editor got an opportunity to uh, jump from that, from SB Nation into USA Today. So uh-huh. I jumped with him. He's like, uh, like because like, he was very flexible, very understanding of like uh, my writing and, 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 and my experience so he was like yeah just come along you just keep writing just different publications i was like sick cool (laughs) that's tight i didn't know that that's 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 sick i hope my editor helps me grow into a better writer so okay notice just real quick (laughs) i know right so i i'm curious when you first started writing were you just like what got you into writing in the first place like do you notice that the way you articulated yourself, like when you first started versus more recently, it was like completely different? Like, did your editor teach you along the way? No, it was more like, <laughs> um, for me, it was more emulating what was like the style of like the publication or blog. Um, so mm. for like, for when I was writing about you know different s- sports like football and basketball, I would, um, th- I mean there'd be like guidelines how to like talk talk about this you know and finding your angle and shit like that. Um, but for the most part, um, my editor was more like giving out assignments and trying to figure out where where my I could fill fill in and, and talk about bat- football or basketball. Yeah, interesting. But I mean, I'm pretty sure it'd be different at like a larger publication or like a a, a different niche, mm-hmm. like video games or anime or whatever. So, right, it's not that big of a deal. Speaking of video games and anime, what what about video games and anime? <laughs> <laughs> How do you feel about cons conventions nowadays? Oh. I was I was thinking about it right and um, how when when I when we moved here from San Diego to Portland and thinking about Comic Con I mean for the, like for maybe the last you know decade or whatever that me and Mona had been trying to go to Comic Con together like we'd always get I never got a pass like I never got past the fucking like the 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 waiting room. <laughs> in, in, in for Comic Con, so it was like, you know, now that I'm here in Portland, like, if even if I got a chance to purchase passes for Comic Con this year, like, would I, would I even be able to? Would I want to go? And I'm like, oh, maybe, maybe not. It's different. It's always been different Comic Con now, right? Right, right. Uh, I think Comic Con's a little different 
of a story. But then, then again, like I can see how you feel that way um, in general. Just because it's so, it's insane now. It's it's really impacted. There's a lot of people. There's just bodies to deal with. Like I last time I actually went to Comic Con. Mm-hmm. Well, I went with Drew, and we were just only scouting the outside, but. For me to actually go inside Comic-Con, uh, the last time I did it when I was in middle school, and that was when it was still like st- comic books and anime and, and whatnot. Yeah, like, that and that's, was, that's the thing with like people our age, like in our 30s like and above, we know that the kind of like that feeling of like what Comic-Con used to be, you know, uh, 20, 20 years ago, because we're like, oh yeah, like you can, you can go up to the uh you know the ticket booth the day of or like whatever and you can get in like no big deal yeah now it's like you know like my situation now like from like 2010 to now like it was always hard to get past the fucking um the waiting room to purchase online it's a yeah it, it sounds like a hassle i mean i still go to cons and they're progressively getting like worse every year mm. as in just like dealing with like bodies and stuff like that it's it's insane but in a way i could understand i'm I'm gonna defend him like i, I <laughs> it's think it's totally fine yeah no 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 i mean the only bad experience i really had with the con was fucking complex con <laughs> like that's I fucking hate Complex Con. Like, no matter how many anime expos I go to, I still think Comic Con was or Complex Con was like the worst experience I had in a con. Well, even like I know we've talked about multiple cons here. We talked about Comic Con, (laughs) Anime Expo, and and Complex Con. So, so it's like okay, well, like when we talk about cons, like, and like my my point of view is like, well, I think, I think when we come. Just the the bigger picture here is that cons. I think we're peak cons. Like I think we we've created so many different niche cons that you know because the niche is branched off from you know the main. We're starting to get like the cannibalization and like everything's gonna start like. Go. I don't want to say downhill, but it's gonna be. A different landscape of what um, conventions are going to be in the next, you know, five years or whatever, ten years. And I really think that echoes kind of like how streaming is right now. Like everything used to be on Netflix. You know what I mean? Yeah. Everything used to be just Netflix, Hulu, and what was the other one? Um, Amazon Prime, I guess. Okay. But not, not really. Yeah, but, but go ahead. It was just those three. Now all of a sudden we have Disney creating their own. We have um, Peacock. We have mm-hmm. HBO. It's so many different streaming things. In a way, it's it maybe too many choices are too much of a bad thing. Like, there's actually so many cons right now. Like, uh, for yes. example, we have BlizzCon, we have uh, Disney D23. Like, we have all that crazy stuff now. And I think, in a way, it's it's hard for people to like. Uh, decide which one to go to because they're an investment to go to. Oh, without a doubt. Reality. Without a doubt. Yeah, unless everyone starts bringing down their prices, there's no way like one person's going to see like six cons they really like. Like, I can't go to Disney, Blizzard Con, E3, 
AX and Comic Con all in one year. Like that, that shit has to be spread out like multiple years or something yeah, like I'm that. I'm just saying if it's like it's it'd be different if if you were in industry, you know, and you're able to do this as part of your job, or you know, as if you're like a journalist covering it or whatever. Right, it's easier for them because, like, okay, well, we're here for work and kind of thing. And I think to the fans, it's going to be kind of difficult because they have to plan that shit and get hotel reservations and stuff like that. And hotel re- like cons always bring business to a um, to a city. Like, so freaking oh man, hmm. no, I'm just thinking because I I have. Like an average AX trip for me is almost like five let's say, hotel without tickets, tickets, spending money is almost one K. So like when you're when besides like actually buying your pass, your four day pass or whatever. So Correct. you're saying like without just if with subtracting that when you actually go, you have a hotel, your transportation, and then you fucking actually go inside and you do your thing, purchases and, and all that is Almost a K? Almost, yeah. At least under a K. But it's still a lot of money. No, it's, 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 it is a lot of money. Because <laughs> in hotels, like, are probably going to... Like, in downtown LA, they average almost 210 a night. Right. And if you go there four days, that's... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and that's assuming, like, all right, man, we got to bring, like, six people to bring down the prices for us. <laughs> so six bodies in one hotel room kind of thing. And it just... It's a nightmare in itself, but... Well, I guess uh, if you're a super fan, then you're going to make that sacrifice to go. Well, it's like which my call too. It's like, um, in terms of like content and things that are actually at the convention, like I think because we're so oversaturated with shit, like you see kind of like the peel off, and like you're going to see select people um, or select companies being at conventions. Like for example, right? Like v- over the time for comic-con specifically is that movie studios will skip um a year or whatever or they'll like stop going to comic-con so like Mm -hmm. you know like for i think i forget which year like marvel wasn't there one year um and i think star like i don't know if star wars was there or whatever like they they all just bailed or whatever and because there was nothing like they didn't want to promote it or whatever um they had d23 right yeah and there's like yeah because you have like they're they're gonna have their own shit now so like there is d23 or mm-hmm. um the things like that, no no goes no, i was gonna say is that um for conventions now they're like well how do we get most people in so it's like not only are you gonna have like um you know artists comics um movies or whatever they're like okay let's just throw in more of the uh gaming um uh world in there let's do more tournaments magic the gathering whatever whatnot so it's 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 like grabbing nerd, more niches yeah, it's like it's like nerd con right now for comic con but then it's like well what about these other conventions like there's still gonna be blizzard con or blizzcon or whatever right so i mean in the end conventions are just a big distributing business like it's the best way to get exposure for all these businesses. Like in from them, like when they build their audience, now they can start their own cons and stuff like that. So I I understand that part. Um, Cause like there's like K-pop con. Like what? The, <laughs> it's like to me. Yeah. To me, I, don't, I, I don't get it. I don't get it. But it's okay. But isn't it like kind of nice though? Like those conventions are 
the hub for that niche. Like that's why these niches are, or that's why these conventions are so popular in the first place because they gather all these niches, and then if they get popular, fine, they get popular. That that's cool. But in the end, let's say if it's way too oversaturated and like everyone kind of like starts their own con, mm-hmm. the nerds are still gonna stay. I mean, the artists that go to Artist Alley, they're they're gonna be there. Like that's for them. That's never gonna change. That okay. was there for them in in the first place. So let's say. All the big studios, movie studios, all leave Comic Con. In the end, you're still gonna have your like your artists, your comic book writers and stuff like that. They're still gonna go. You probably might see more Star Wars there now just because there's so much there's gonna be so much new independent Star Wars stuff. Oh actually no, 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 no. D twenty three now, huh? Fuck. Well that's what I was, Who knows? Well, cause yeah, because yeah, like, you're gonna have like segmented things. So like you know, like like you said, like maybe D23 will have more Star Wars content. Maybe they'll hold out or like they'll figure out their whole like year of how they release their content or how they will preview next season and shit like that. So who knows, you know, because there's so many choice, like choice is not necessarily a bad thing. I think having the ability to go to like, like for here example, like I, me and Ron are going to plan on going to, like, the Seattle's Comic-Con and shit like that. What? That's tight. Yeah, so it's like, okay, we're going to go there. But, like, I know that the experience at that Comic-Con is going to be different from San Diego Comic-Con. And Correct. Like, every city that has a convention, like, pop culture or, like, Comic-Con related, they're going to have different things. And, obviously, they're not going to have these these big studios, um present um, it costs money to yeah, get, definitely right. get all of them there yeah that is nuts though yeah i think you're right um in a way it's kind of imploding on itself the cons because they're just like saying fuck it we can <laughs> it's like the fucking all, universe all man own. it's expanding and it's fucking uh coming into itself at the same time <laughs> yeah because it like everyone's owning their own shit. Like I won't be surprised if one day Supreme has Supreme Con kind of thing, you know? Because <laughs> and, and they would have the audience for it. Like people would actually go to Supreme Con if it opened up. And that's the thing. Like um, you know, when we're talking about com- uh, not complex con, and the things that I've read about it, and then like our perspective on it, and how you know you've had like the experience of going to con- uh, complex con. It's yeah. like, what is at the end of the day? What is complex con even is it is it really like this this i guess convention for people on the internet like come in real life like you're just gonna come and consume supreme and shit like that or whatever you know like what is it is drops man is it's exclusive drops and resale now <laughs> it, complex con is a different is a strange story in itself because it took away from the trade show right like it's it's pretty much a trade show for like street culture kind of thing and so i think for now that's where all like the street fashion is going to go to but then when like when you know i i won't be surprised if one day virgil has his like own off-white <laughs> con or whatever mm-hmm. or supreme has I, I think supreme would actually start their own con before for, uh, before all that, or a Nike con, or is there a, a Nike or Adidas con? No, no, oh, but like, <laughs> what would that even look like? 
<laughs> I don't know. But I, like, I'm trying to think of like other major brands who would be like, I don't need to go to this giant hub. Like we can start our own kind of thing. Like, like for me, I can imagine because Supreme's audience is so huge. Mm-hmm. What makes them not want to like? If they decide to do a con, like that'd be. Po- I think that would be possible. Like, a lot do of people you think, would go. Do you think the the convention for a brand is now like the goal for, In, or a goal for a brand? I I think it's just a better way of just keeping money in house. You know what I mean? Like. Because they 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 have to pay they're paying for it a distributor. I mean, Sony skipped out on E E three a few times, and they have their own like, what do you call that? They have their own launch specials. I mean, Google has their own launch special. Like every major brand has their own launch events, which yes. is so interesting. Like no one's no one's going to the major cons to do it. So mm-hmm. yeah, me. Well. I don't know, like, because of what the like the way that things are happening now with mm-hmm. like people like have copied like the Apple kind of way of owning like the product launch and um kind of their own ecosystem of like just shit. So it's like right. I, I think that when it comes to having brands on their own kind of cons, I that's that's going to be like the supreme Louis Vuitton where like we jumped the fucking shark like that's <laughs> that's it <laughs> true like I don't know like supreme has this cachet and it, if for some odd reason it's gonna if it continues you know in generations you know past this generation of like the youngest like 13 year old or whatever like what does that even look like? Like, what is, what does a convention to that person look like? <laughs> yeah, I'm, I mean, I always see conventions as just like a gathering of people with the same interests kind of thing, and just something like like every time I go to AX, for example, I would always say, "Oh, these are my people," even though I don't talk to any of them. But like in a way, it's like <laughs> these are my people. Um, it's so just nice to know that like these these people have like very similar interest in me, even though I probably hate most of them. But yeah, I guess it's just that feeling of community and belongingness, you know. Yeah, I that's, that's and I think that's what you get when you when you purchase uh, a pass or a ticket or. Um, something that you buy at the convention because you're like oh yeah i went like this is this is my tribe even though i i don't fuck with 90 percent of these people (laughs) right yeah no i agree i mean for the most part i i don't go to cons to buy something Mm -hmm. i go to cons to take experience i guess for the experience right and then uh i guess in a way complex con is kind of different because it is a it's mainly consumerism, you know what I mean? Like, people are there to, like, see the new drops, get the new clothes, get the well, new sneakers. I mean, sneakers. like, people still buy things from, like, Comic-Con, or, like, people are still going to buy the exclusive, like, toys from Comic-Con. Oh, yeah, like for that. sure. I mean, you're always going to have those people. But Comic-Con and AX host a lot of events and promotional stuff. I mean, that's... I think that's the biggest difference between um, a con, like, Complex-Con and a con, like, uh, Comic-Con and AX is that 
they're going to cater to the fans a lot more. Well, I guess the you, the you cater to the fans no matter what, but I think like what you get out of those events is different. Yeah. I mean, I I'll I'll take that. I mean, I think I think when you have a large gathering um and I think where we at with culture and consumerism, mm-hmm. like conventions just each and every every one of them is like that's like the internet coming to real life. Like that's yeah. really what it is. It just without <laughs> well, maybe without the toxicity. Maybe I see some toxic people at cons. It's, well, it's funny. Saw, I love watching it. Didn't you see somebody get beat up at like Complex Con? Right? We talked about this. <laughs> I think so. And I was just like, oh shit! I see a bunch of nerds yell at each other at like AX two. It, it's hilarious. I love watching all this like random ass drama that happens. It's for me. It's funny to me. It's like, oh, this is this is pretty much like people yelling at a Reddit form, but in physical form. No, and that's why it's like it, it's it's. When you actually show up to a con and um, just take it in, you're like, "Oh yeah, this is right. Um, this is like the internet in real life." Like, like you, yeah. Like, that, that, that's actually toxic, a pretty good perspective like, because with the internet being like as big as it is now, yeah, this is, and these cons getting huge and like the word getting out there. Yeah, you're right. This is the internet coming to like one area, and for me, it's fucking fascinating. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. People from all over the world come to like these cons too. Like it's, it's great. I mean, and then you talk about like if we're a little bit oversaturated. <sighs> yeah, it, it 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 can be. It can be. But I think it's more. It's not saturated in like the individual cons. I just think there's way too many cons, and I I feel like in the future when there's way too many cons. People are going to say, fuck it, I'm not going to go. Like, there's no point of going to D23, E3. Well, uh, okay, I'm not saying those cons. But, like, the <laughs> indi- uh, like I- I'm pretty sure you can consolidate some of the cons. Like, you can consolidate, s- I was about to say Sony, but it's so hard to consolidate Sony because they touch so many areas. But, like, if I have to choose between, like, BlizzCon and, like, all those other things like why can't they just do e3 kind of thing or let's say <laughs> and for ax they have like their own Crunchyroll expo uh, expo or something like that and like i'm like why do you have to have like a Crunchyroll expo like in a way i feel like they would eventually it'd be the same shit <laughs> yeah it is the same shit and maybe it's just like timing or something like that but i feel like if you have too many cons of the same niche you're just kind of hurting it. You know what I mean? You're kind of hurting everybody. So in that sense, I kind of think consolidation is good. Like less is more kind of thing. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because if everyone's just going to wait and gather to go to AX Mm -hmm. or Mm Comic-Con, like why would you, or let's say E3, why would you have your own individual con? Like some people are like, well, I don't want to go because if I'm just going to see Sony, then I'm just going to see Sony. Um, like I'd rather see like all the gaming platforms in like one area so I can go and see what else like everybody has to offer. So in the future, that's mm-hmm. why I think it's gonna happen. Well like okay, and just kinda like I'll just do like a closing thing and just whatever. Um like how Bobby Hundreds I don't know if it was it Bobby Hundreds or Virgil saying that like streetwear is dead. It's um Virgil. 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 So yeah, so like that kind of sentiment, like streetwear is dead, I think, is like the sentiment I'm saying with like cons. I think cons 
in in the way that I've consumed comms and the way that a lot of people have consumed comms, I think they're dead. So whatever whatever it is that you're into and whatever niche you are um, a part of, I think that the next, I think the landscape for cons are going to be more trying to get you to uh, take part. They're going to be very, I don't want to say, like intersectional is not like the word I want to say, but they're they're gonna touch more niches at eat whatever con you're gonna go to. Um, just like for example, right? Like if you go to Complex Con, like yeah, people are gonna they they want to buy shit, but they also want to like flex and like be internet celebrities and shit like that. Oh my god, yeah, you're yeah. right. Yeah, that is very true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but also yeah. you know I'm saying like there's still people that like they want to see people perform they want to see the artists and they're still like um the music portion of that they want to see like the um the panels so like the the way that we're going to experience cons is going to be different and i think um you kind of have to start getting familiar with that because i for me obviously like for now it's like i think yeah cons are dead i think the way that we go about in the future is like it's it's how I think you're uh, you're saying it. How they're gonna be more consolidated. They should be more consolidated. Consolidated. It yeah. Surprisingly, like usually you don't really like usually competition's good, but I think when everyone tries to do their own thing and there's just too many players in the field, it's gonna be too much for like the consumer. So yeah, I do think for now they're gonna all spread out test it out but then when they realize not like numbers are dropping or numbers are pretty low it's just better to get everybody in one place man i agree like i i think that's what's gonna happen like it's it's gonna be like streaming it's like <laughs> you know what i mean it, you know yeah, it's, the funny thing. Like, it's very similar to streaming because now there's so many streaming services it's kind of like fuck dude now i'm just gonna get like two or three like one like, or two now it's like how many like how many r- streaming services can i reasonably subscribe to you know what really needs to happen for like just a quick rant about like streaming what really <laughs> needs to happen is like we need to just buy individual series again like buy per episode <laughs> or buy season passes like i think that's more worth it than like a streaming service but whatever i mean because like sometimes i don't want to watch sometimes i just want to watch the office or watch <laughs> Banner Brothers, and I'd rather just pay for those seasons, own them, and that's the and that's thing. How I it's want like, my cons. like I remember when Netflix. Like, just to go, go back. I remember when Netflix had everything right, and it was like, right. oh, this shit's all good. They got the Office, they got this, they got this movie, whatever. It was like all good, and then right. they started like people started to realize how big Netflix was gonna be. So like, oh shit, we gotta take our shit off because I. You know, we want to have the the Netflix of our, you know. Correct. Our, That's what our exactly studio. what's happening in the cons right now. Yep. In, <laughs> in the long term, <laughs> I just don't think it's going to be a good idea. Um, the only only way I think it's going to be good is if they make it cheap. Like, not just um, the cons be cheap. Like, tickets are averaging around, like, $100 for four days. And I think the ticket prices are fine. I just think hotels are insane. Like, if if they can somehow drop hotel prices, I think 
a lot of people would be okay with concert. But traveling's expensive in general, so you'd have to like lower down like ticket prices and hotel yeah, prices like, and all that like shit. There's like a whole like fucking ecosystem that's like it's all kind of fucked up. So like, <laughs> yeah, it's an arm and know, leg so- to travel. <laughs> it's if cons are not expensive to go to. I think having all these individual cons would be good, but you're right. It, it's the whole ecosystem of going to a con that that kind of makes people like, okay, I could only go to like one or two of these a year. Just like sports doesn't have cons. They're just sports games, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's what's so sick. I mean, they have the tournaments. People go to the tournaments. Like, it, it's, <laughs> yeah, what, I agree. what it comes down to. That's how sports doesn't have this. It's like, oh, I just go to the game. It's like real life. <laughs> this is the internet in real life. Right. Oh, to be honest, I'm hyped on video games this year. Good. Okay. Uh, Animal Crossing is coming out <laughs> on March. Okay. I've been really into like farm okay. games lately. I'm so weird. Um, is it because they're kind of like mindless or what is it? I wouldn't say they're mindless. Uh, they're... Um, maybe it's like people who take care of a garden for fun like you you kind of like give your give it you know you give your attention to it like you want mm-hmm. it to be perfect you want it to be nice it's more of like a, a nice relaxing distraction you know like i can understand why people cut bonsai trees now i, I wouldn't do it but oh, i could understand I like the concept I like okay. oh yeah i just want to maintain this garden make sure it's it's nice it's 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 clean and then go up, go up on my day because it's like a, a like a little sense of accomplishment in a way and that's how i feel about animal crossing coming up because i so the new story is that uh you're on an island and you just vacation island and you just build <laughs> shit and you make like a mansion or something that's that's how i imagine it so that's that's something i'm excited about uh the final fantasy 7 remake remake ooh, is coming out this ooh, year two months ooh. that's like, I, I'm and I was that. like, okay i'm, I'm definitely that. playing that then like there's a new persona 5 game um uh, fire emblem three houses is coming out with their expansion set so i'm super excited about that and yeah, it's, it's time to be alive for gaming. Okay. And, okay. I, I, and what's funny is like I'm not really big on gaming too. Oh, and also the the what's his name from uh, Game of Thrones, the author, uh, George R. R. Martin. Yeah, George R. Martin is teaming up with um, the creator of the Dark Souls Bloodborne series. Oh, okay. So they're making a game a together. Game? So it's gonna be that's a game. Tight. That's right. Difficult as like Sekiro and like Souls, but with uh, the author's world. So that's going to be a very, very interesting uh, collaboration coming up this year. So yeah, games. I'm super hyped about a bit games right now. What about you? Um, let's see. I'm I'm hyped on um, watching old shit again. <laughs> what? <laughs> what do you mean? Okay, elaborate, please. Um... Like last night, I we were watching, like for, just for like we were recording on uh, Lunar New Year. So uh, last night we were watching uh, the. It has nothing to do with Lunar New Year, but we were watching, um, the Matrix, the first one again. <laughs> Is it because it's on Netflix? Yeah, yeah. 
Okay, yeah. the same here. I all watch Team because it's on Netflix too. Uh-huh. And then, I actually just had a big discussion about how dope um, the Matrix was. Dude, I was like, I was like, shit. Like, I forgot. You know that Jabberwocky song from the original Jabberwocky set where they're like, you know, uh, I forget. There was a song in the Jabberwocky set in '03, and I was like, that's a sick ass song. And then I, when I was watching the Matrix last night, I was like. Oh shit, that's the song that Joppa walked into Oreo to. I was like, oh fuck, I didn't even notice that the first time. Yo, that's so, Joppa Walkie. That's like, that's some big brain shit right there. <laughs> and then um, on Thursday night, um, so the Oregon Museum of Science and Innovation, um, they, every January, they do a, a Studio Ghibli retrospective. So like, the, what? The entire collection of uh, Studio Ghibli. Um, it, they play it, whatever, uh, uh-huh. at their theater. It's basically like the like if the Ruben H. Fleet Center um, had Studio Ghibli, so it's like a big-ass IMAX screen and shit like that. Um, so we were watching The Tale of Princess Kaguya, and I was like, this shit's wild. <laughs> like, I didn't, I kind of, I kind of knew the synopsis, but I didn't realize how, like, um, you know, afterwards, I was like, oh shit, this is like, you know, uh, part of, uh, the history and like the storytelling of like, like traditional in Japan. Like this is such an old ass story. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like, an ancient they, story. Yeah. Like they've done like remixes and shit like that. And the, and the way that studio Ghibli told the story, uh, of, of the, I said the tale of the bamboo cutter. So it was like, Oh shit. Like that's that, this is like, I did, I had like no expectations because I you know anything Studio Ghibli is pretty fire. So I was like, oh, this is very fascinating. Mm-hmm. But okay, like okay, I'm into it. I'm into it. So yeah, I'm. That's what I have hype on. Old shit, Russian, old shit. I don't know. Portland was popping like that. Like <laughs> yeah, man. Every every January, man, it's popping. It's popping. What the fuck? That's insane. Because I just imagine like that's only in California. I thought California was just like the biggest ecosystem of weird cultures, like all in <laughs> oh, one. Then you have to look at the Travel Oregon advertisements. <laughs> just no, I'm saying Google it. Um, I might drop it in the show notes, but they um travel the the tourism agency for Oregon. They did a a series that's very reminiscent of a Studio Ghibli film. Where they kind of like, or like uh, that, in the same spirit of when uh, Takashi Murakami did the Louis Vuitton ad, mm-hmm. it's kind of like anime. What? It's, it's like an anime Studio Ghibli version of like what to do in Portland. So like, there's like a big ass bunny that's supposed to kind of be like the cat bus. <laughs> what? Yeah, look that's it up. Insane. This just, look that shit up. It's so tight. It's super tight. <laughs> oh. And man, like, is is Portland the place to go, man? Oh, I mean, it, it, I, we're here. It's 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 lit. Um, because even like they, they as in the you know travel Oregon uh, agency, they they've also released like free posters of like mm. different or uh, areas of Oregon that have kind of like that same style of that like Studio Ghibli um, promotion advertisements that they were doing. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, it's very interesting. Huh? Are you like fully, um, like, are you pure Port Oregon now? I mean, uh, I've I've adjusted, and, and I and I acknowledge that 
you know, Oregon and Portland is home. But like for me, obviously for me, it's like I am at heart a California boy. And uh, but I think it's different now that I've been acclimated to everything here in Oregon. So like today has been hella sunny, like um, and it's very temperate today, like temperate, meaning that it's been in the 50s. this whole day <laughs> wow i would not be used to that yet like no yeah like- it, it takes it you know the, for me my body's taken a while to get to this point where when i was going to the gym i just had a long sleeve and uh and shorts and i was good <laughs> and people are like that's tight it's <laughs> crazy too because everyone else there's a lot of people that were just kind of like walking their dogs and getting coffee and they were like bundled up they had like heavy ass coats and i'm like ah, i'm cool i'm good Really? Oh, interesting. Okay, so you you're used to cold weather now. Yeah, yeah. Nice. All right, send it. All right. Thanks for listening. Remember to uh, like, share, subscribe, leave a review. <laughs> All right. So I want to thank everyone for listening. Uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace. Peace. <laughs>